Hi everybody, Calvin here. So Studio DBJ has been pretty busy with client work lately. And as a result, Gina and I haven't had time to record our upcoming episode on what the role of talent is in success. Luckily, we have some trimmed content that we had from the previous recording that we thought was still pretty stellar, uh, talking about copying versus inspiration. So we hope you enjoy this bonus episode and thank you for being patient with us while we get ready for the next episode on March 16th. Uh, today, Jean and Ellie will be talking about Lorica, cosplay, cod pieces, and chainmail bikinis. This is 27, a podcast about growing up. Swinging this over more to you, Ellie. So you have clothing that is designed for like with European armor. And I also saw you start to dabble into like Asian and Chinese mm-hmm. artwork and fabric prints as well. Like, mm-hmm. I guess what kind of piqued you to look into that? And then like, are you having any challenges in being inspired by Asian artwork and Asian armor versus European artwork and European armor? It has been really important to me to make sure that I wasn't just upholding these same narratives of white supremacy, Europe is the best, they had the best technology, the best art, Europe forever, right? Like it's in all our textbooks, we have enough of that in the world, right? Um, Especially as like, I struggle with the term person of color because I'm half and it's just, Mm -hmm. it's thorny. Um, But as a person who is not all white, um, Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to participate in that like, that same, system right so it's really important Mm -hmm. to me to touch armors from all over the world especially since every culture has some form of armor Mm -hmm. right the only tricky bit has been that european armor is especially good for my purposes because it is so rigid and it is so form-fitting so Mm -hmm. the geography of the body is really the canvas for a lot of my design like the shape of the leg gives the legging its dimensionality right so i can kind of use that trompe l'oeil whereas a lot of asian armors are not designed that same way they're usually looser they're more like uh sheets of things Mm -hmm. that are hung from the body as opposed to molded to the body Mm -hmm. so that kind of makes it trickier because you don't you can't design leggings to look like a skirt made of interlocking lamellar tiles right like a dress might be a better application for that so i I kind of have to think of the garments as mediums okay like which shape is going to fit this armor the best because Mm -hmm. it just depends and also a lot of european armor is metallic almost across the board leather armor is actually kind of a lie sorry vikings the show um so (laughs) um just because to get the same level of hardness in leather it is actually so much heavier than just using the corresponding amount of metal just just leather is dumb mm-hmm. um asian armors are often like cloth based mm-hmm. and especially chinese armors in particular is the one that i'm the most familiar with at this moment mm-hmm. um they usually wore like a cloth garment over the armor so you mm-hmm. actually can't see a lot of like the protective bits like the tile mm-hmm. that's underneath it just kind of yeah. looks like you're wearing a long shirt so it's kind of hard to represent them accurately and also still look like armor yeah no, and i have to segue and say like if you have not seen the lorica leggings yet you have to see it it is like shockingly like armor it is so <laughs> intensely crazy like that's why like when we were talking in the beginning about like you got a way to make what is you know very standard leggings feel so custom and feel so like dang this is crazy cool because it 
it's weird how it shines. Right. I, yeah. I'm very pleased with myself. <laughs> I feel like that's an Ellie signature is that they look actually shiny. <laughs> that is a crazy thing. And it's like, no, it's fabric, but it's shiny. Like, mm -hmm. it is so weird how it's shiny. Right. And I feel like it's like, when I did my first photo shoot with them, I was like, Zam, girl, you pulled it mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what a thug. <laughs> So, you know, there was the purpose of being able to convince your audience about this, you know, different material translation. And so when you're thinking about your garments now with Asian and Chinese prints, you really take into consideration about like what the actual like original material was and really what's going to be the best form to fit it. Has there, I guess, like has there been anything that's ever discouraged you from trying something that you've been inspired by? Sometimes I get requests from customers that I just can't honor. For example, some people are like, I would love a chainmail bikini. I think it would be so cute. It would be so sexy. And I just have to be like, on principle, nah. Because mm -hmm. I grew up watching movies and playing video games where mm -hmm. women are always in teeny tiny little metal bikinis while their male avatar counterparts are like properly dressed. armored yeah right they're dressed for the battle as one might think they would be and like i just can't do it like mm -hmm. i know people want it and i just can't do it i'm like yeah. no i don't like yeah. it oh mm -hmm. i just don't want to participate in that there's also i don't know if you're familiar with cod pieces they're the part mm -hmm. of the armor that cover the naughty bits yeah um and at a particular time like particularly in the 16th century like having a giant cod piece was like yeah posturing um. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a thing like a reference also to like renaissance painting why there are giant cod pieces capes and giant swords is like is exactly for that right like, one has a guess why yeah. <laughs> um and people are like, why don't you include the cod pieces in your designs? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, do I have to explain to you why I just don't want like giant penises all over my work? Like, <laughs> it's just not something I think is particularly mm -hmm. interesting. Um, and after the initial teehee, I'm just like, why do you care? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Especially since, you know, if I'm reimagining historical armors for the female body, why would we have one, right? Yeah. Um, so. When I was imagining Lorica as Collider, when it wasn't just going to be armor, I was mm -hmm. also thinking about what if I did like licensed things from video games. Mm -hmm. um, and I eventually abandoned the idea, one, because the idea of, I wanted to do it the right way and I wanted to like get the licenses from the company. And mm -hmm. I was like, that's going to be expensive and it's going to be yeah. hard to like oh, find yeah. who to contact. And I'm yeah. just like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Um, but also there are other companies in this space doing exactly that thing, like making mm -hmm. Warhammer leggings, making yeah. World of Warcraft leggings. Yeah. Um, so I just haven't pursued that bit. Um, mm -hmm. But it did make me think like, what's the difference between what I do and cosplay, right? Yeah. Um, and is cosplay copying? Is cosplay inspiration? Is yeah. it authentic? Yeah. Um, and it's a question I struggle with because initially mm -hmm. I was like, I have so many cosplay friends and I absolutely appreciate what they do. But yeah. my first thought was Im immediately dismissive to say what I do is not cosplay. Yeah. But the more I think about it, I'm like, well, I'm literally designing things to look as close to the original thing as mm -hmm. I can so that people can wear it casually. Um, so yeah, it kind of is. It's uh -huh. just 16th century cosplay rather than from an anime <laughs> or from a video game. Um, yeah. But I think these are still 
authentic objects. Yeah. Um, and I would struggle to articulate why, but it's like... I guess ahead. like to, to answer that a little bit for you, why I feel like I don't feel like Lorica is cosplay at all. And I feel like it's because kind of like the the story behind it is so different where, where cosplay is kind of like there's a technicality that goes into like making the piece itself and then the goal is to like emulate this one character or like to be in this one world versus what I what you do I feel like is so much more than trying to be in this one world or the technicality behind it. It's that you're repositioning something in history to fit today and also to like in a certain way like rewrite what people had associate armor or associate masculinity with back then right and i, I don't want to dismiss cosplay because i mm -hmm. think it is there's amazing artistry that goes into it but i think you're very right to point out that it is about very directly kind of participating in a different world, a different context, a different personality, whereas perhaps what I do is more about um, appropriating those symbols to do your own reality, right? And it's not so much exactly recreating someone else's reality, but using those elements to create your own. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it does lend itself to me to another topic. You can totally edit it out if you want. <laughs> but. Um, what makes an object authentic as opposed to like a reproduction or a copy and this kind of mm -hmm. goes into Jean's story like if it is the same in every way except not literally line for line mm -hmm. stroke for stroke a copy is it a copy mm -hmm. <laughs> right and i find this a lot in the um historical community as well because there are so many modern armors that are trying to replicate historical armors with mm -hmm. modern tools and literally like their whole goal is to make like the same thing mm -hmm. right um but at what point is it a reproduction and at what point is it just an armor that was made in 2021 right mm -hmm. like what is the difference yeah. between a good copy and a copy that is so good that it is your own right yeah. no i feel like this is a really good segue in terms of like legal wise copying you know like there are so many design companies what makes a design company different from something else like there are so many like uh like hoverboards what makes it different like it's the same thing with like uber and lyft you know like the rule of like there's you can't have monopoly even though there's like this awkward way of monopolies existing in the world but what is it that you do that you kind of basically copy and then you find that element that makes it proprietary to you like that makes it unique to you the one thing i'm going to reference is glamnetics which are these magnetic lashes where they're not the first magnetic lash company but they're the first to have six magnets ooh. on their situation i know which is like ooh, hot cool but that's what makes them original and that what you know the idea itself has been done before but what makes them proprietary is that six magnet claim and that's what kind of goes into kind of like a legal aspect of like this is why they're original this is why they're the only thing that they do is because that one tagline like kind of really saves it you know like really makes them unique and inspired by other uh ways of efficiency and like not getting eyelash glue all over your eyelids the way that i feel right now which could 100 million percent change within the next 10 minutes honestly <laughs> is that um by, by it, like I think that inherently by doing something, it's original to you. Whether what you added to it that was original is valuable is for other people to decide. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. There is no such thing as being original, and it's the intent and the execution that mm -hmm. really makes it valuable. So I feel yeah. like the question of like 
Is originality valuable? No. <laughs> is execution valuable? Yes. Yes. <laughs> because I feel like all of Silicon Valley is going to disagree with me, but I feel like ideas are useless. Anyone mm -hmm. can have an idea. Like ideas mm -hmm. happen all the time. What makes it valuable is whether or not you act on it and whether or not you make it, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that execution is such a key component. To your Starbucks example, if it was so blatant a copy that people were literally calling this artist and being like, oh, congrats on it, mm -hmm. it was probably pretty egregious. But at the same time, I would not say that like you can copyright a color palette. Like if mm -hmm. I use pink and teal, it's not like someone else can be like, oh no, you took my style. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like there are a finite number of colors in the spectrum. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of to bring it back to your dance example, um, my best friend is a dancer, which is, it makes me very lucky because it means I have a hot model all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> But like she takes me to various dance shows and um, there's usually like a Q&A after some of these more intimate shows. Mm -hmm. And one person asked after a particular modern performance like, oh, was this work inspired by the works of XYZ? The answer was a poor one, but oh. it, it, it had some merit and because uh -huh. the answer was, well, people only have two arms and two legs, so how many things can you do and, and be original, right? I mean, like, the true answer was, like, yes, 100%. This uh -huh. particular artist was a cohort of X, Y, and Z, so they obviously had some amount of, like, idea diffusion. Yeah. But, like, there, there is some merit in the like yeah like there's limitations that all of us have which is mm -hmm. that there are only so many colors there are only so many directions up down left right yeah. right like at a certain point we're all permutations of things that have happened in the past and mm -hmm. so it's just your unique combination of features that makes it mm -hmm. yours and yeah i think that's fine it doesn't have to be completely new out of the blue i don't think yeah. anything is anymore yeah. no i i totally agree on that where i'm like when someone's like i made this original da 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 and i was like no <laughs> you know like <laughs> it's not really like original but I, I get where you're coming from, which is like, it's you, you had this kind of like brain blast moment and you want to share it with the world, but it's original. I'm not so sure. Reworked, remixed, probably, you know, mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. that's totally a-okay, which is sometimes why I'm like, I just wish people would say I copied this or like I referenced this or I remixed this. It's just, I feel like it allows the word inspire to still keep the meaning and kind of like the feeling people have when they do feel inspired because it's like it's a very like uh, you know depending if anyone's been it's if anyone's felt inspired but i know when i feel inspired it's like a spark it's kind of like i can't i can't sleep i'm so excited i can just keep on going and like my head kind of goes crazy with different ideas you know and then i like see like three years into the future that's like what happens when i get really inspired calvin's like this morning makes so much sense now <laughs> um and when people are like, I was inspired by this and they make, they basically just copy the design. It's like, you know, you're really discrediting the, the emotion that goes behind feeling inspired. And so when you just outright say, I copied this, honestly, totally fine. I think it's totally fine to just say, hey, I copied it because unless you're trying to like you know use it for profit that's a different story but if you were like just inspired to make something you know it's totally fine to say like i was inspired to make this design so i just copied it to practice credit goes to this artist this original designer original as i say it again like this designer or this studio like 
you know, this was the process I did like use for it. Like there's instead of just like hoping for the recognition of the work, it's like, oh no, talk about like what really made you want to copy that work, like visually, technically, problem solving, like what was it? And I think that gives more credit to you as the artist and also like gives more depth to the context of like why you wanted to copy it and then separates the line between being inspired and just wanting to copy. Mm -hmm. Also helps with the whole question of, is it respectful? Is it mm -hmm. well done? Mm -hmm. Which is that if you give credit, you can't go wrong, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like it, it doesn't necessarily absolve you of like, especially in music. Yeah. Um, hey, I sampled this track from so-and-so, but pay me for this song, yeah. right? <laughs> um, the credit where it's due. Uh, thank you, Ellie, for joining us. Is there anything that you wanted to plug before I close out, like, everything? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So, um, it'll be a lot of repeating myself because you can find Lorica Clothing at Lorica Clothing on Facebook. You can find Lorica Clothing at Lorica Clothing on Instagram, <laughs> as well as Lorica Clothing at Lorica Clothing on Twitter, which I don't update very often because social media is hard work. <laughs> totally, but, yeah. Uh, and that's Lorica spelled L-O-R-I-C-A and then clothing the way yes. that you spell clothing. Correct. <laughs> yeah, if there are any proper Latin people out there, I think the correct pronunciation might be Lorica, but I do not know enough, and I've said it this way for so long that it's Lorica, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you all for joining us. We really appreciate you stopping by to check out the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're available on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Uh, sign up for the Studio DBJ newsletter. Uh, you can go on our website, studiodbj.com, scroll a little bit, and then you'll get a a thing that asks you if you want to join in. Subscribe to our feed for updates whenever the podcast comes out. Uh, the next episode we're going to have is in two weeks, and it'll be about whether or not being talented is enough to be successful. So that'll be a really interesting oh, combo. yeah, super interesting. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, we really appreciate you coming by one last time, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Oh, and thank you, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs>